your body's going to tell you what it needs. Your body's going to tell you what's wrong. Your body is going to tell you when you're out of balance, if we just take the time to listen to it. And so I think with connecting to human design and understanding like what my, you know, that energetic blueprint is for me and what my soul's blueprint is, it really has helped me connect with my intuition and who I was meant to be so that I can break out of those boxes that I put myself in, in terms of, you know, how I should be eating, how I should be moving. It's really just connecting to your intuition and listening to what your body's really been trying to tell you the whole time. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm very excited about today's topic, which is health and wellness, and particularly or specifically how human design integrates with that. So how we can use our human design to be the healthiest and most well that we can be. And this is so important for us as busy business owners and entrepreneurs, because When we are well, we're able to show up as the absolute best that we can be. Now, we're going to be talking about the different types on this episode. So if you don't know your human design type, I suggest that you get a copy of your chart, which you can do for free over at samanthariley.global forward slash chart. Just pop your details in there and you can get a free personalized human design chart, which will mean that what we're talking about today will make much more sense. Now, what is really cool about my guest today is that she also, like myself, integrates human design into this conversation. So this is going to be a conversation that is super cool. I've invited Hope Pedraza onto the show, who's a certified holistic nutritionist, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and host of Hopeful and Wholesome podcast. Hope helps career-driven women to heal their gut, balance their minds, and feel good in their bodies again. She's a mum, a serial entrepreneur, and founder of the Pilates-based franchise in Balance Studio. Hope, welcome to the show. It's fabulous to have you joining me today. Thank you. It's so great to be on. Thanks, Samantha. I'm really looking forward to this. Why don't we start off? Tell us a little bit about yourself, the types of clients you work with, and I'd love you to share the story of, you know, how you got to be doing what you're doing today in the way, in the specific way that you are. Yeah. Yeah. So my background is in dance. I was a dancer for 20 plus years and that kind of got me into the realm of movement. Oh, snap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that got me into movement and into Pilates when I was, I mean, I probably started doing Pilates when I was in high school and in college. I got trained and I kind of taught it as a side gig. And then that led me to start my, my studio in balance. And then from there, I kind of saw the need for the nutrition piece. I have always been into nutrition myself. Now, granted, when I was in nutrition using air quotes here, this is me like being super obsessive compulsive about it. I had a really poor relationship with food growing up. Mm. And so, I mean, you could ask me the calorie count of any food on the planet. And I could tell you, cause I was, it was just an obsessive thing. Right. Wow. So as I got older and kind of, kind of worked on my relationship with food, you know, I have my studio and I hear the ladies in my studio talking to each other and they're doing this diet and that diet. And I'm like, no, like this is, this is not the right way. 
And so I kind of saw this need there to offer nutrition support for the ladies coming into my studio. And I just kind of did just like basic nutrition counseling and coaching to start. And then as I got deeper into it, I realized that, that I wanted to like dive deeper educationally, like into it, getting more knowledge and informing myself more. And so I did some advanced degrees and certification programs and which led me to, you know, my FDMP and all of that. And so I really, you know, as I started doing it, just kind of on a small scale in my studio, I realized how much I loved the nutrition piece and to be able to scale the way I wanted to, I wanted to bring my business online. And so I decided to kind of have these two entities now where I have my online nutrition business, and then I have my brick and mortar studio, but they, they meld, they meld well together. Cause I mean, really, when you're talking about wellness, I mean, you really can't have a wellness equation without nutrition piece, like the fitness and exercise nutrition piece go together. Totally. How did you end up or how did you stumble on human design and how did that sort of integrate together? What was the the piece that you went, oh my goodness, this is like sort of the missing piece that glues everything together? Yeah, yeah. So I guess about a year or so ago, I, or no, I guess it was, gosh, COVID is like this like time warp. I have like no sense of time anymore. I know, right? It's just, who knows? <laughs> I know. I know. Exactly. So I guess it was like two or three years ago. I did a this coaching program and in the coaching program, it was like this spiritual coach that I, that I was using. And she had this really small, like human design lesson in there. And with that little small lesson, I was just like, so intrigued by it. It just fascinated me. And so I kind of dove deeper into myself. I, I found a gal who's trained in it. And we, I did this whole, like a couple readings and some programs with her. And it was like this eye-opening experience. And I, I say this all the time and it sounds so cheesy, but I felt like I was meeting an old friend. I'm like, this is mm. me. Like, it was just, it was mind blowing. Like how, like, cause you know, you learn about human design and you learn about this, you know, this energetic blueprint and all the things that you've been like, either like apologizing for or feeling like you need to change about yourself. You're like, no, like, this is me. Like, this is who I was made to be. It was like, yeah, totally. Total validation. And so as I kind of dove deeper in and I started doing a training program myself and really when I first started, it was more like, I just wanted to know it for myself. But then as I kind of dove deeper and started talking to some of my clients about it, I'm like, you know what, like you were said, like, this is the missing piece. I feel like it's this, this alignment piece. Cause I know you do that with business coaching. Totally. Like it's that alignment piece. Like people are missing that alignment piece. And, and honestly, when we're talking about human design, like through the lens of wellness, I think that a lot of dis-ease in the body, feeling dis-ease in the body becomes from us trying to, it's this energetic block Uh of us trying to either be something we're not or do something we shouldn't, shouldn't, I'm using your quotes here, that goes against our design. And we have, we are putting out this excessive amount of energy that's totally wasted energy and it causes burnout and dis-ease in the body. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's what causes a lot of the ailments that we deal with on a regular basis. Oh, 100%, 100%. So why don't you share, like, where do you start with this? Because I know that there's a lot of pieces that specifically relate to health around, you know, what we should be eating and mm-hmm. those types of things. But also, you know, your type and your strategy and authority come sort of right at the top and they're so important. So why don't you start off there and specifically how you find that relates to health and wellness with the clients that you work with? Yeah. So I, I kind of keep it pretty, 
I don't want to say general, but I guess it is pretty general with my nutrition clients. And, you know, if they want to dive deeper, I'll dive deeper, but for their purposes without like overwhelming them with too much information, Mm -hmm. I keep it pretty general in terms of like their type and their centers. And in terms of like you were saying, kind of like how you should be eating when you should be eating, how they best exert their energy, like how to conserve energy, their sleep patterns, how their type affects their sleep patterns. And and just how, how they interact with the world around them and, and the energy around them so that they can preserve their energy and keep their nervous system regulated. Cause I deal a lot with like stress and nervous system regulation. Cause mm. we all know that contributes to all the things that, you know, we deal with with our health. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you're just using human design in that way. So they know how to best respond to things and to situations. And then they also know how to put these kind of like health pieces together with the sleep and the nutrition and the exercise and like where to put their energy. Mm-hmm. So why don't you take us through the specific types the types, mm-hmm. and some of the things that you see within that. You specifically talked about sleep, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So I was just talking to my husband about this just the other night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if, if uh, we've been sort of talking about the same things there. Yeah. Talking about the, you know, the sleep, the health, and maybe even some of these nutrition aspects. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So since you mentioned sleep first, I can kind of hit that one. So sleep, I feel like sleep is a really important one because a lot of times people who shouldn't necessarily be like burning through all their energy are burning through all their energy. And that's what leads to like burnout and stuff, right? So generators and manifesting generators are, we're like, I say we, cause I'm a manifesting generator, mm-hmm. but we are like, we're like the energizer bunnies, right? Of human design. Like we have the energy, we have the energy to put out there. And so for generators and manifesting generators, I always tell them like, wear yourself out, wear yourself out until the end of the day. So you can get a good night's sleep. And a lot of times I do find that for, especially for, well, for both really, if they're having trouble, like getting to sleep, they haven't, they have this pent up energy. It's like a puppy. I always think it's like a puppy. Like you have to get all the energy out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so getting exercise throughout the day, moving throughout the day, making sure they've got all their energy out so they can fall asleep at night. For manifestors, they kind of have to have this period of like releasing the energy from the day. So I encourage them to kind of lay down, not necessarily like to go to sleep, but kind of like have this decompression time at night to kind of lay down an hour or so before they want to go to sleep so they can release the energy of the day, whether it's like, you know, reading a book, watching TV, listening to music, whatever it is, but being able to kind of release the energy from the day. For projectors, you know, they spend all day kind of taking on other people's energy. Mm-hmm. And so a little bit similar to manifestors, but taking about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to unplug from the day whatever that means for them, you know, reading music, whatever. And really projectors require more sleep than other types. And so Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people who like, you know, we have our sessions and they're like, man, I just, you know, I needed a nap today, but I'm like, you need a nap. Like projectors, I encourage you to take a nap. Like you're really going to burn yourself out. If you're trying to get through the day and you're feeling like you're tired, you need to sleep, then sleep. Like, Mm. you know, they need to take naps. So to be able to manage their energy, they might require a little more sleep at night, a couple like cat naps throughout the day. And then for reflectors, again, taking on a lot of people's energy all day long. So taking that time to like discharge. And then I know it's not always practical or feasible, but it's, it can be helpful to sleep alone so that you aren't taking on other people's energy at night too. Like if if you're able to sleep Mm. alone by yourself, then that can kind of help not take on other people's energy while you're sleeping. So a helpful tip there. So that's just in terms of sleep. In terms of kind of just overall like wellness and just tips in there. So starting with generators, again, they're 
the energetic types, right? So doing things to get the energy out, doing things that are like fun and pleasurable because they really are designed to be turned on by every aspect of their life. They're designed to like do things that light them up that are pleasurable and to do that until exhaustion. So, you know, I always encourage them to get in good workouts and to do things that really excite them and light them up in that sense. So they're not doing like exercises they think they quote should be doing, but doing something that feels fun and like exciting because once you start doing things because you quote should be is when you meet that resistance, right? You're just wasting energy. Yep. And then it's in the same thing with their food too, like eating things that excite them that are pleasurable and not so much eating what they think they should be eating, like eating things that excite them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then manifesting generators are kind of similar in that sense too, because they do have a lot of energy, but for manifesting generators, they, for the most part, really have a high caloric need because they have so much energy to expend. And so a lot of times you're conditioned to think like, oh, I'm eating it. And I, I grew up like this because I always felt like I could never eat enough. Like, and, and again, I had that terrible relationship with foods. So it was just like a whole, it was a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I had to decondition myself because a lot of times, you know, man, I'm eating so much. Why well, am I eating so much than everybody else? But you really do more have you expend so much energy. So you do need more calories to replenish that energy. Mm-hmm. The other thing with manifesting generators is they like to do things in phases, whereas some people might find them flaky. It's actually just who they're designed to be. They're designed to do little things in in periods of time. They get tired of it and they move on to the next thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Same thing with exercise with food. So they might have like a running phase and a cycling phase and move on to CrossFit or, you know, weightlifting, whatever, but they kind of do things in phases and they just do what's exciting for them and what lights them up in the moment, which is what they're designed to do. Yeah. And I feel like with manifesting journeys, there is, and and I say this because I know I've had to go through a lot of this myself, but there is a lot of deconditioning around like too much structure around food. Like when you're trying to force yourself to eat within like a certain regimen and be really strict and restrictive with what you eat, you can meet a lot of resistance because there's so much energy and kind of free flowing energy. It's, it's always good to change up your diet, not eat the same thing every day. Don't feel like you have to eat the same thing every day, not being too restrictive with like counting calories or, you know, carbs or whatever. So the restrictive fad diets are are never, I hate to say never, but I feel like they're very rarely ever successful with manifesting generators. They're just, it's just too restrictive. Mm -hmm. And then let's see for manifestors. So they're because they kind of have these energetic phases, their appetite is going to change depending on like what phase they're in. So Mm -hmm. if they're in like, like an action phase, then they, they want to eat more high calorie foods. They're going to have more like higher caloric needs. If they're in like a transition phase or a resting phase, they're going to eat like lighter foods, foods that maybe are more cooling and lighter feeling more like light and vibrant in the body. And then Eating things similar to kind of manifesting generators, not, not being too restrictive with what you eat. So not, not, you know, Mm -hmm. forcing yourself to count calories or carbs or whatever, and really connecting with, I always encourage them to really connect with their intuition on food and eat things that they feel is going to be nourishing and energizing to their body. And then for exercise, a lot of times for manifestors, short bursts of like more intense activity that lead to exhaustion because that you do want to kind of burn out some of the energy, but you don't want to leave yourself like overly exhausted because they're not as, there's not as much energy to expend as like say generators, but, but so little short bursts of intense activity that kind of lead to exhaustion in that short period of time. 
and then go to bed before you're exhausted. These are the people who they can feel pressured, especially if they're like in a relationship with a generator, a manifesting generator, they feel the pressure to like, oh, I got to keep going, got to keep going because my partner is like mm. still going strong, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but it's really important for manifestors to go to bed before they're exhausted so they don't burn out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, which we all know. We all know what that feels like. So next we go to projectors. Now projectors, because they're taking on a lot of people's energy out of the day, a lot of open centers. I always encourage them to eat what feels light and vibrant. So eating they can really feel weighed down by big portion sizes and really heavy meals. So snacking like small sacks throughout the day, light, vibrant foods to keep them from feeling kind of weighed down and tired. Mm-hmm. Overeating can be a problem for projectors. They feel like, oh, if they keep eating, it'll give me more energy. But, but again, it, it can lead them to feel more weighed down than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And projectors can do really well on like specific ways of eating. And I like to say specific ways of eating and not restrictive because I'm really not a fan of restrictive diets and I like teach the opposite of that. But eating in a specific way, like paleo or vegan or whole 30, like they do really well around kind of like structured meal plans, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then resting too, like I mentioned before the sleep, but making sure they're taking time to rest throughout the day. They do well working in spurts and then resting rather than just trying to like push through the day and work all day. So taking rest periods. So they don't, again, it's avoiding that burnout feeling and that exhaustion feeling that can lead to stress and disease in the body. Mm-hmm. And then last we have our reflectors. And so these, you know, all the open centers are taking in a lot of stuff throughout the day, a lot of energy throughout the day. And so their environment. And their space is really important. So I always encourage my projectors or my reflectors, reflectors yep. to have, yes, reflectors to have like a space of their own. Like even if they don't have their own like room in the house, like they're very room, but have a space, a space that's like, this is mine. This is my safe space. This is where I can go to decompress, where I can kind of let go for the day, whether it's a corner of the room or some corner of the house, that's like their space. And then alone time is really important too. So taking time to be alone so that you have that time where you're not taking on other people's energy all day, because that can be exhausting. And for reflectors, you want to like preserve and maintain their energy as much as possible. And so kind of playing around, I feel like with reflectors, it requires a little bit more experimentation to kind of feel like what feels good for them, what helps them feel energetic, what helps them feel energetic without feeling weighed down, what feels like nourishing and comforting to the body. So it requires a little bit more experimentation in that way, but it's a good opportunity for them to really tune into their intuition so they can kind of feel, you know, what the best way is to eat, what the best thing is for their exercise routine and to be able to build a consistent routine in that way, based on what feels best for them and what feels most supportive for their energy. Do you find that reflectors, and obviously they're only 1% of the population, do you find that the people that you've worked with that are reflectors do better when they exercise with other people, like with other generators or manifesting generators so that they're sort of taking that energy in? Right. That's a really good question. And I kind of find like a mixed review there, like a mixed bag, because a lot of times I do feel like, okay, some of them it's like, okay, when I'm around other people, it kind of is kind of that drive to like, okay, like this will help push, push me through. But then a lot of times it's exhausting to people being around that many people who are like, go, 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 you know? And so I feel like it depends. And again, I think it all goes back to like, just really being able to tune into your intuition to figure out like what feels and, and two, it could change from day to day, right? You could have some days where 
the day itself is draining. And so being around other, especially like manifestors and manifesting generators with all the energy can just drain you even more. Mm. And then some days, not so much, and it can kind of be motivating. So I think it depends. I think that what you've just said there is just so much gold. And I really want to touch on it because I think that I've known about human design for years and years and years. And what stopped me sort of diving into it more was that I found that, you know, we talk about human design is about getting rid of the conditioning and the, and the beliefs that have been placed on us. And it's about getting back to who we're meant to be. And what I found was that there's a lot of people in the human design community that are almost putting those beliefs and limiting, you know, that conditioning back on us. In a box. Yep. Saying that this is your type and this is who you should be. Yep. Yep. And these are really great guidelines. And for me, and you mentioned it before, like human design is like this permission slip to go, this is what I always knew that I wanted to be. And I, yes and I didn't do it. Yep. But at the same time, it's human design. I see it as an experiment Mm -hmm. and it's about, okay, so we're talking about these things. Now let's try it on for size. And how does it work for me that this isn't a new set of rules to replace the old set of rules? That's not what it's about at all. It's about, okay, so this is, this is sort of the way that it is. Let's try it on and see what works for us. Yeah. And the reason I asked about the reflectors is because, yes, you're right, depending on the day that sometimes it can be really great. I've seen reflectors in the presence of other generators and they are like energizer bunnies and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. But then, you know, they need the time alone and then other times they may not want to be about that. So it really is about starting to tune into your own body and noticing how you react with these guidelines. Yep. But they're really good guidelines to follow. You know, you were talking before about exercise and sleep. And I know my husband's a manifesting generator as well. And two things that I've noticed is one, if he's working and he's just, he hits a wall, I'll say, get out and do it. Yep. Like get on the exercise bike, go for a walk, like move. Exactly. Because, you know, we're talking about energy going through our body. And I know as a manifesting generator, he needs to get up and move a lot. Yep. Otherwise he just is like a space cadet. Yes. And the other thing that I've noticed with his sleep and this, I only actually figured this out. We only had this conversation last week is I used to wonder why he stayed up. You know, if we got home so long before he went to bed, I'm like, don't you just go to bed? And then I was like, (laughs) oh, he needs to get rid of all that energy before he comes to bed. Yep. That's exactly it. Exactly it. (laughs) Yeah. So I I love that you talked about that, but also I just really did want to touch that it is about trying these things on for size, using yourself as the experiment and seeing what works best for you. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Love that. So you know, doing this experiment. Actually, I'd love to, so let's start with you. With you doing this human design experiment, how has it changed your health and your wellness? And and what did you notice as you were going through this process? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good question. I feel like, like I mentioned before, it was kind of like this you know, it was validation, of course, and feeling like all these things I thought I needed to change or whatever. It's the deconditioning process was like, it was real. Like there was so many things where I had mm. either, you know, I learned or I, you know, followed society or whatever. So I think, I think the first like feeling for me was just like a sense of freedom 
where it's like, I don't, I don't have to fit in this box. I thought I had to, I'm a, you know, I can do it really connected me with my intuition too, because it's like, well, now I can listen to it. My intuition really has been telling me the whole time and I just haven't been listening, mm. you know, but I think that was probably overall, probably the biggest lesson was reconnecting with my intuition and really learning like the power of your intuition. Because, you know, I tell my clients this too, a big piece for me with my clients is helping them build this sense of self-awareness because we can't change things we're not aware of, right? There, I mean, it doesn't happen. And so building this sense of self-awareness, which is in essence, really connecting to your intuition, because your, your body's going to tell you what it needs. Your body's going to tell you what's wrong. Your body is going to tell you when you're out of balance, if we just take the time to listen to it. And so I think with connecting to human design and understanding like what my, you know, that energetic blueprint is for me and what my soul's blueprint is, it really has helped me connect my intuition and who I was meant to be so that I can break out of those boxes that I put myself in, in terms of, you know, how I should be eating, how I should be moving, how I should be working, how I shouldn't be working or, you know, whatever it is. Cause I'm the same, like your husband, like I would feel, cause a lot of times and my husband's a manifesting generator. And so, you know, we'd be in bed, like, you know, working, I have computers in bed and you always hear like, don't bring your computer to bed. And then when I started studying human design, the girl that I did my training with, she literally said, and when the training is like, Manifesting juniors should bring their work to bed. I'm like, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't doing it wrong. So it's things like that where it's like, I, you know, again, it's my intuition. Like, hey, I've got more out. I need to get some more energy out. Let me get all the things out and then I can be done, you know? So it's, it's really just connecting to your intuition and listening to what your body's really been trying to tell you the whole time. Absolutely. When I think about that, I'm a generator and I thought back to when, and I, encourage people to do this. Think back to when you were a young child. And I remember when I was really young and I had a, you know, and as young children, your parents put you to bed. And I remember many times lying there awake for hours and hours. And I know it was hours and hours because (laughs) I would be the one that would see my dad turn off the lights and go to bed. Yes. Watch the, you know, the 8.30 movie. So he was going to bed at 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. And I remember only being six or seven and watching him go to bed and thinking, oh man, I'm still awake. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So when I think back, like think back to how you were as a child yep. and usually there's some little clues there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny you say that. I was the same way as a kid. I was a kid that slept with like 25 stuffed animals and I would be up playing with my stuffed animals all night. I remember my mom coming in and being like, go to sleep, go to sleep. But I didn't want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I had too much energy. But it is when you're, you really do have those signs when you were a kid, like, oh, it makes so much sense now. Yeah, totally, totally. So... I really love this conversation. I really think that people should really, you know, have a little bit of a deep dive, have a little bit of an experiment with your sleep, with your eating, so that you can, you know, start to understand what does work better for you. Now, I know that you have a Facebook community, Hope. Can you tell us a little bit around, you know, what that community is, what people could expect if they wanted to sort of learn more about what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So my Facebook group is live wholesome and healthy, and it's really just all things, holistic wellness. So we talk nutrition, spirituality, some human design, all the things related to wellness and nutrition. And that is the live wholesome and healthy Facebook group. We will put the link in the show notes over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com. So you can just click the link and go straight through. Hope, 
What is one thing that you would like to leave our listeners with today in regards to their health and wellness and I guess how the human design and sort of how that all integrates together? Yeah, yeah. I would first encourage if you if you haven't to find to learn about what your human design is because you can get your chart for free and a million different places online. And to really connect with that design to understand like how you were made and help that use that to help you connect with your intuition. I really do feel like the most powerful thing you can do in this world is connect with your intuition because that's going to be what guides you throughout your soul's journey. And so being able to learn about who you are, how you were designed and being able to connect that with your intuition is just really powerful. Totally. Love it so much. Hope, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much for having me, Samantha. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.